0: Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top
1: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 60 of Taking You to the Top. My guest today is Soren Norgard. He's a co-founder and CEO at TeamWay. TeamWay is the new way to hire world-class freelance freelance development teams on demand. They connect great companies with the best freelance tech teams in a remote, elastic, and mutually trusted setup. Uh, I look forward to learning more, and Soren, thank you for joining me today.
2: Thanks for having me, Rami, a pleasure.
1: Great. So, so Soren, to get us started, uh, if you could take us back a little, you know, about if you could tell us about your upbringing and whether you were entrepreneurial as a child.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, first of all, I'm from, uh, I'm from Denmark, right? And so, so based right. In, in, in Scandinavia, and I was basically born and raised in the middle of nowhere. So uh, I grew up on, uh, on, a, on, a, on a farm, okay. uh, you know, we, we, it was more like, it was not a professionally uh, run farm, it was more like a hobby sort of uh, enterprise, but, uh, but that's where I, I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Right? So it's also the kind of place where you need to sort of create everything yourself, you need to be uh, inventive and, 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 and creative in order for, for exciting things to, 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 to really happen. Um, so yeah, I had a very sort of safe and idyllic uh, upbringing, I, I, I'd say. And uh, and in terms of me being entrepreneurial, I, I I think I was to some degree. I don't think I realized it during the time, but it's only recently, over the course of the last like five six years, that I've sort of I've I've started reflecting on my on my early days as a very young entrepreneur. Right. Uh, I, I remember having one like early business with my with my father. Okay. So uh, we were basically buying like old tractors. It was basically an mm-hmm. um, on the uh, sort of the um, the uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, ba- basically on a sort of Craigslist version of of uh, of, of, of like in, in Denmark. So we're buying okay. old tractors, we were upcycling them and and selling them, right? So that was kind of a shared entrepreneurial project that we uh, that we had. And uh, I remember when I got a little bit older, probably around 14, 15, uh, I discovered eBay. You know, it was super super exciting, and uh, right. I started. Seeing, uh, like these weird fake Nike uh, sneakers from uh, from eBay. So <laughs> right. Me and a friend, we went around to different soccer matches and handed out flyers. Basically, you know, uh, you know, yeah, uh, with with, uh, with the with offer of, of you know buying these uh, fake uh, Nike sneakers at a very uh, cheap price, and okay. uh, that went went really really well. A little bit too well. Uh, I remember <laughs> us after six months or something getting a call from. Um, from uh, the tax authorities at the at copenhagen airport basically asking whether we you know had ordered these 50 60 pairs of uh, of nike sneakers or not and fake we, fake Nike sneakers <laughs> we had no idea like what we were doing so we we just thought ebay was great and uh, our friends also wanted those fake sneakers so why not go why not start that i think it was called MS articles when your shoes shine so do you it was absolutely <laughs> horrible and, uh, but yeah that was uh That was probably my first sort of um, entrepreneurial venture.
0: So
1: you were 14, 15 when that happened?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay. And before you started your existing company, uh, Mm -hmm. what was the progression? Did you work like a regular nine to five job, switch jobs, and then come up with an idea? Or was the business created for a reason?
2: I, 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 certainly, I certainly didn't. Uh, I think this, it's been sort of a, an interesting uh, journey for me to to get to where I am um, today. I sure. think one of the things that has fueled that journey or has been instrumental is basically my father passing when I was around 16, 17. I remember that being quite a shock to me. And I think when you're confronted with the fact that life is really, uh, you know, it's hard to predict uh, everything that happens. You're sort of, you know, you, you, are you know you are basically um, you you to some degree become more sort of uh, intuitive. I think a lot of people who who, who lost someone uh, close at a young age kind of can can identify with the, with with that because you know you can't plan for for, for anything at all because you experience right. these uncertainties. So you start just going for it, and I think that that really affected me as well. Uh, so I think I started out my, my career uh, straight after high school actually in, in in sales right. I was one of those super annoying people who were standing at the airport trying to sell uh, random credit cards credit card deals right. And it turned out I was good at that. So very early on got a got some experience with uh, with managing large uh, groups of people at a very very at a very young age. Um, after, but after that I, I did attend uh, university, I studied business administration for three months. I did that. I attended university because I thought I, I, I had to. I always enjoyed uh, academia and and, and and any sort of school-related work. Right. Um, but I also quickly realized that things were progressing so slowly. I'd just been out into you know the, the so-called real world and managing a, a large group of people and, and found that super inspiring. And that transition was really hard for me. And at the same time, I got a job offer uh, in Shanghai. Okay. So I, I moved to Shanghai and actually worked in, in, property, uh, in property development. Uh, I was part of the uh, sort of 2010 World Expo, basically right. uh, advertising and selling uh, high-end uh, property development projects to, to rich European people. That was basically my, my job there. But it was really interesting getting to work in a dynamic city like like Shanghai and then work in a, in a multicultural uh, team. I really liked it there also wanted to also wanted to stay but i had to go back to denmark because i um, i got super sick i had uh, cancer and had to do cancer treatment and stuff like that um, and actually enrolled at university again as a as a as a, as a backup um, plan so did okay. that and then, uh, yeah had a year of, of treatment uh, got completely cured um, and then started planning and launching my first startup which was caremaker was basically uh, the first Europe, European platform for personal crowdfunding projects, basically allowing anyone to create a fundraiser um, online for uh, like a smaller NGO or for a personal project or someone they care about. Okay. Um, you can also watch commercials and, ad, and answer questionnaires uh, to trigger like monetary rewards to these to these fundraisers. And that was basically out of a need I had myself, you know, because I wanted to raise some money for the organization that had helped me in my in my treatment. Um, and uh, and that all of a sudden you know we were 16 people there we raised some uh, some 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 money we were in six markets and I dropped out of university for the second time, <laughs> and okay. uh, and then that basically became my education you know running and, and scaling that first uh, that first startup. Um, but what was fascinating for me was basically you know using the power of technology to bring large groups of people together online. You know I was super fascinated with that. But uh, around 2015 I also realized I had to do something else. I was basically you know, I wanted to explore the B two B field uh, even more, and I wanted to work under someone else. I didn't, you know, I, I kind of felt like now was the time for me to 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 get some experience working at a at an established company. So I um, I started working for the the Danish uh, SaaS video Marketing platform uh, Twenty Three, and was responsible for you know running their operations in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. So I was there uh, leading the office and our our strategic partnerships um, over there, and. You know what I what I saw there and, and the experiences I had there like definitely affected you know the vision for, 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 for teamway and everything that happened uh, after.
1: Well, that's certainly I'm, I'm sure you consolidated that story. I'm sure it's so much more interesting if you were to go into each one, but we don't have that much time. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll, teamway I'll, I'll... What does Teamway do, and what was the reasoning behind starting it? Was it again for to solve a personal, you know, problem that you've uh, that you were facing, or was it a completely like let's just try something new?
2: Oh, that's quite a few elements to this, Ryan, right? and it was basically sure. the, the, the perfect storm for, for for me and my co-founder Christian. So, okay. what I observed in Silicon Valley was, you know, this phenomena where we have uh, completely new, uh, newly established companies that go fully remote from from day one, but also the larger enterprises going fully remote. And this is pre pandemic, obviously, right? So, so I found that super fascinating. And also, we saw a tendency to, you know, building super strong core teams and cutting down on the people empires, right? You wanted to build a super strong team that could then um, be uh, supported and and scaled with on demand uh, workers, right? So that was right. quite a, an interesting position that we that we that we saw. My co-founder, who's been sort of climbing the, the more corporate ladder and has had probably a more sort of linear uh, uh, journey to, to, to where we are today. Um, he, he was working for, for one of the largest uh, banks in, in, in Scandinavia and was also the team manager there and, and, um, and chief engineer and also managing large remote teams. Uh, but he was also responsible for sourcing and hiring freelancers and, uh, and, and consultants and it was just a huge bottleneck when they were to sort of when they were to um, to bring these delivery teams together uh, for 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 specific projects right so that was on the on the sort of uh, customer side of things on the other side of the things be on the other side of the 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 um, the um, the case being being the freelancers which is obviously a big part of teamway we saw the profile of the freelancer changing uh, Basically changing from being these super senior, incredibly skilled profiles to being a, a everyone, right? So basically freelancing becomes an active career choice, also straight out of college, right. right? A long-term career choice. It's not something you do interim, it's a long-term career choice. And that's super interesting. But what that also means is that those freelancers are also giving up, you know, on the support function that the regular workplace had, where they would be supported with the, with benefits, with the, you know, social uh social support um with the mentorships etc right so what we saw was basically a need to completely redefine the existing freelancing models and create a platform that on the one side uh, would cater to a global uh, community of remote freelancers that would be able to work in teams and that would be able perks built into our uh, platform and would be able to benefit from a from a community where they could uh, get mentorship they could be a mentor and get management experience um, as uh, as well so basically a team play on the entire freelance uh, economy on the other side of the platform for our for our customers it was basically a need to you know try and and um, and and build a platform that would support them in their transition to to remote work but also in their transition of cutting down on the people empires and becoming more agile and that's really what uh, what we do at teamway where we uh, we help our customers uh, scale their teams uh, up and down as, uh, as, uh, as needed with an integrated uh, uh, Elastic Workforce Management platform.
1: Fantastic. I mean, that's very clear. Actually, I think it was two episodes ago I interviewed someone who was doing the same for, it was two episodes ago, uh, who was doing something similar, but it was for mid-career virtual assistants Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense, and I'm sure. I mean, there's a question later on about the effect of COVID, and I'm sure COVID worked out well for you. Not sure, but we'll find out. Yeah,
2: definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we didn't plan for it. We we, we started working on on, on Teamway uh, and the plans for it in, in 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 February March, just when when COVID entered into our lives, and. Um, and uh, when launching in, in, in April, you know, not only did it help us in the way that our potential customers, you know, we didn't have to educate them on the fact that remote work works, sure. you know, it doesn't necessarily have to decrease productivity. On the other hand, it can help increase it, right? And right. it also gave us an, a, like a, a media edge, you we'll would say, right? Because um, we were one of those modern, one of those new companies uh, who were basically thriving in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in in the shadows of the pandemic.
1: Um, uh, well, since since we're talking about COVID, um, is it too early to say the percentage you've noticed during COVID the increase in your business? Uh,
2: it, it's definitely too early because we've only been in the in you know we've we've been in operations uh, ever since the 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 you know right at the right from the beginning of the of the of the pandemic you know we launched in okay. April last year, so sure. you know. You know, the, pandem- the pandemic is, is everything we know, you know, so, but, but, I, but I'm sure it has definitely helped us, as, as I just mentioned before, you know, right. these enterprises and our customers are all open to remote work now because they've been forced to, right? And that's best, best, definitely been, there, been in our favor. Sure. And how does the
1: revenue model work for your business? How are you charging your clients?
2: Yeah, so basically, the the way it works today is that we add ten percent to every hour build. It's basically free for our for our members to to join the uh, the the community. They get access to all the benefits. They become part of teams, work on really exciting long term projects, and then and yeah, we basically add ten uh, percent to to every hour build. We are uh, introducing a a team as a service subscription model in uh, in in Q two. Uh, something we we're super excited for, basically a subscription model that gives you access to certain service levels, uh, to uh, to uh, the engagement managers, uh, project managers. There's uh, there is um, yeah curated uh, talent pools as well that you get access to, and uh, and various mm-hmm. different perks built into that
1: subscription model. Fantastic. So it's not just uh, uh, one position. You rather give them a, like a pre-crafted team, ready-made. Exactly.
2: So every. So every team is basically uh, tailor-made to 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 the project and to the and to the client, and that's important because that's been a challenge with the agencies and the outsourcing companies out there, right? That they have like a certain, um, you know, they have certain skills on uh, that that they that they can uh, that they can offer, and some of them are very sort of generic, right? But we can become super specialized because we operate globally with a remote community, right? So every single team is completely handmade, so to say, or tailor-made to to each of our clients. Sure,
1: um, and where where are you finding these assistants? I mean, are they all hanging out on other platforms, or uh, and then, h- how do you
2: go about the so sourcing? We don't consider them assistants, right? They're basically regular professionals like like okay, like okay. me who chose to go the freelancing route. So our teams are typically composed of, you know, designers, project managers, developers and product managers, right? Who's been working at top companies around the world. So uh, so we basically, you know, we have a pretty, um, pretty, Sort of rigorous uh, five-step screening process, so we, we, we only add the best to the to the community. But once once they are in the community, you know they, they benefit from all the uh, all the perks and, and get a chance to work with these exciting companies. The way we source to to today is obviously you know on, on other platforms, but also in other great uh, in other great communities um, communities out there. Without being able to talk too much about that,
1: sure, sure. Um. Okay. And what does company size look like today? Other than yourself and your co-founder.
2: Yes. Yeah, so besides myself and my co-founder Christian, we are we are six other people there. So we are eight people in total um, today. Uh, you know, and, and we are you know. So, so that's that's basically uh, that's basically where we where we are today. We have two hundred members plus on the uh, on the on, on the platform uh, from seventeen different uh, countries. Uh, our team is fully remote and has been so from uh, from, uh, from from day one. And what that means is basically, you know, that we allow all of our internal team members to to work from wherever is convenient to to uh, to, to them. That's been the policy from uh, from 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 day one. So we are, we currently have uh, internal team members from from four different countries as well.
1: Okay, and uh, are you able to tell us how many developers are on the team? Uh,
2: or yes, are there in- any? Yeah, we have two developers on our on our internal team right now, and on the platform, of course. Yeah, a lot more. Okay, and um.
1: Out of curiosity, how did you find the developers? Was that also same same sort of way you're doing your other uh, sourcing?
2: So so the the developers uh, on our platform or the or the ones in our own team?
1: The ones on your own team?
2: Yeah, so basically, uh, Christian, uh, my co-founder, he's a, he's a developer himself, himself right? a super skilled uh, okay. developer, and our, our front-end developer is someone he had previously worked with, uh, at one of those uh, large banks he had worked with, you know. So that was basically through network.
1: Okay, fantastic. And you, as you mentioned, all of them are remote. All eight, eight of you. We are,
2: we are all we are we are all remote, and we will be uh, fully remote, remote when we are hundred people as well.
1: Sure. Uh, out of curiosity, are you all based in Denmark or scattered around? No.
2: No, we basically scattered around, you know, so, uh, in our internal team, we are, we are, you know, we have Denmark and Sweden, and Poland, Lithuania, that's where we are right now. And in terms of our, yeah, our, our members on the platform, you know, they, they are, you know, from 17 different countries right now, you know, spanning okay. from San Francisco to, to Dubai, to Kazakhstan, to Lithuania, uh, to sure. all over the place.
1: Fantastic. Okay, Soren, uh, let's take a quick break um, to thank our first sponsor.
0: Our first sponsor is a company called TopTal. They have a global network to top talent in business, design, and technology that enables companies to scale their teams on demand. TopTal serves thousands of clients, including Fortune 500 companies and innovative startups. Delivering expertise and world-class solutions at an unparalleled success rate. With elite freelancers in over 100 countries, TopTal connects a top 3% screen list of the world's top talent with leading companies in days, not weeks. Visit toptal.takingyoutothetop.io That's T-O-P-T-A-L dot and get an 80-hour no-risk trial period so you only have to pay if you're satisfied with the work. Get started hiring with TopTal today.
1: Okay, Soren, I, I just want to quickly get into the economics. I know you've only been up and running for nine months, but maybe just some brief uh, you know, it, questions here. Um, so was TeamWay boot, bootstrapped, or did you raise capital at all?
2: Yes, basically, it was bootstrapped initially, right? So basically, I think we probably put around $50,000 into it, to me and my, my co-founder, and then, of course, not taking salary for the first uh, six months or something. So so, so in that regard, we, we did bootstrap uh, initially, but also started raising uh, our first pre-seed round in August and, and closed it in in, in in November with support from Bumble Ventures, um, the Danish Growth Fund, uh, Venture Branch, and, and a Private Angel as well.
1: Okay. And in, in Denmark, is it as easy? Well, actually, the word easy is not correct. But, you know, like, when, when you go to the to San Francisco, for example, there's species, you know, all over the place over there. Mm-hmm. Is it, do you have a similar environment in Denmark?
2: We we, we we definitely don't, but but it's it has gotten a lot better. I think it's matured a lot over the course of the last five years, uh, with some really really skilled and and, and high level VCs uh, entering the market. I think it probably started out in in Sweden and then and then sort of grew to to, to Denmark as well. But I think we are we're doing really well now, and the, the ecosystem is is is, is growing um, uh, every year. So I think it's definitely it's definitely becoming better. Uh, also, we uh, we've seen a great. Sort of growth in the in the business angel um, environment as well. That's something that's fairly normal uh, now as well. So 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 it's definitely improved a lot over the course of the last five years. It's not at Silicon Valley levels by any means, but it's 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 getting better.
1: Fantastic. And are all of your investors from Denmark? Uh,
2: they all from Denmark. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, this next question, I I don't know if you can answer it, but could you give us a gauge or a level of where revenue is at or where you'd like it to be at?
2: No, but, but I think for the first year in business, you know from April uh, last year to April this year, we will probably end um, at around eight hundred thousand dollars in in revenue, uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but that's that's what we are that's what we're looking into um, uh, right now, obviously wanting to 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 Increase that significantly, significantly over the course of the next couple of years as we get our processes in place and build out the technology.
1: I mean, yeah, okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, this next section, Soren, is about when you were when you think of an idea or you want to launch a company. How did you go about validating the idea, or did you just say? I know people, yeah, so. I mean, everyone's going remote, so they must need remote, uh, you know, staff.
2: No, I think we, we you know, in in this process uh, with, with me and Christian, I think we, we chose each other first, right? But we also looked at the market, we looked at our skills, and we looked at what we find interesting and what we are super passionate about being, you know, future of work and, and remote work in particular, and building, you know, communities, which I've done before and um, but in terms of in terms of validation uh, you know there's no better way than to talk to 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 the to the to, to to a network and and preferably people you don't know that well right because the people you know really well will always tell you it's a great idea you know they will so and, and that doesn't work. So preferably get intros to people a little bit outside your sort of immediate uh, circle of, of of professionals or friends or family. Uh, that would be my suggestion. So we did a ton of interviews initially. We did a ton of uh, research on the competitive landscape and where the market was uh, was, uh, was 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 set it before, um, before 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 um, yeah fully fully launching. Okay, so it, it was like a on purpose process you had it most, wasn't ready. most most uh, now we were quite structured um, around this and and took you know we, we we took notes we spent probably yeah 3 3 weeks to 1 month uh, doing research interviewing etc before before uh, before going for it
1: so you were interviewing just uh were you finding people on linkedin for example and asking them for an interview
2: yeah. We're finding people on 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 LinkedIn, and of course we have a pretty large network. Um, so so we're basically yeah, reaching out, asking for uh, specific profiles that we would imagine would be our ICPS or the ideal freelancer uh, member, right? So, so, so in, in, by doing that, you know, we quickly got access to a large group of people who, who we believe that these would be the uh, ideal customer profiles or the, or the or the freelancers of the community that we were building. You know, and from there on, we, you know, we of course started mapping all the all the answers that we uh, that we uh, that we got, and and then uh, then started mapping out the, uh, the, uh, the 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 solution. Right.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, and how how did you get your first non-referred customer?
2: Our first non-referred customer? Oh, how how did that happen actually? Yeah, because because obviously in, initially we started out with our with our own network, uh, with our own with our own network, right? But I think mm-hmm. we uh, we uh, early on quite got quite a bit of uh, PR. Uh, you know, we had a great story to tell in terms of building um and a platform that is uh, that is basically optimized for the future of work in a, in a post pandemic reality, right? And that was a good story for. A lot of uh, the media outlets out there, so so we got uh, we got some 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 press and started getting some in, inbound traffic and uh, and uh, quite early on signed up one of those uh, customers and that was a that was a good moment.
1: Well, actually, that that brings up another question for those who haven't experienced the process of, you know, gaining some sort of PR or you know media recognition. Was, was that an easy process or was that also you had a network or you knew people in PR?
2: It was not, it was not too hard, but I think it's. Uh, we've also done it uh, a lot before. Actually, so, so we came into this with some experience in terms of doing... Uh, PR and I think it's basically about helping out the journalists as much as possible right so providing all the information necessary obviously taking the time to write a really really good press release giving them a fact sheet giving them the right uh, images um, uh, etc right so I think it's just about preparation making sure you you write something that has like actuality that that has an element of um, of um, you know um, relevance in terms of the, the situation that you are in or what is the what is the spin you can take on it or the or the or the, or the edge you can you, you, you can give it. Um, and I think we, we 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 managed to do that. And and so that would probably be maybe my advice, you know, making sure you, you prepare and not just write one sentence to a to a journalist. Make sure that you really spend some time getting the press release right, getting the fact sheet right, making sure you have uh, the images in the right solutions, in the right resolutions and, uh, and making sure that you target the specific media that you think is gonna be um, is going to be ideal for you. Then of course be prepared to give them exclusivity if they if they ask for that.
1: And were you, were you targeting the, the actual journalists directly or were you using a platform yeah. like Help Out a Reporter?
2: No, we basically uh, targeted uh, specific journalists. We did some research on what kind, of, um, what kind of features and articles they had done before and whether okay. that would fit into our category, so to say. And then we, 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 we targeted them uh, specifically.
1: Okay, got it. And uh, what, what do you think of podcasts? As a marketing channel,
2: I think it's an amazing marketing channel, right? And uh, you know, we are doing one. We're doing right now. Uh, we're doing one right now, and 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 it's something I, it's a medium I at least um, use a lot myself for. You know, just getting 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 smarter and getting insights from other entrepreneurs um, out there. So I think it's it's really it's it's a great chance to build some uh, some uh, some more sort of in depth. A and really building a community around your, around your brand. So, so I think the, the, the podcast medium is, 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 is incredible.
1: The, the, the only issue I would have with a podcast medium, which is weird for me to say since I'm the one with the podcast, but um, <laughs> it's a very sort of gray area when it comes to the analytics. And, you know, it's hard for you to see what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody exactly. specifically tells you, well, I heard about you on
2: Rami's podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Did then, then again, that? it's also a way to. Yeah, I definitely see that. But again, one of the best sort of uh, channels that we all have is, is is word of mouth, and I think uh, you know podcasting is great for sort of accelerating that. At least you know because um, I, I think it. Um, I, I see that it could be hard to do your attributions, uh, but, but, um, but 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 uh, but I still find it. Quite effective when uh, when when done right. Absolutely. Okay.
1: And um, how important is your website? Would you say and SEO to the success of your, or the growth of your company?
2: Like like going forward, it's going to be like yeah, it's going to be key, right? Of course, the homepage is our is the front door. You know, we want to make sure that it it converts and it 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 it, um, that it tells the right the the right story. And then of course we have our platform. Which is also sure. going to be instrumental in our growth in our growth journey. In terms of SEO, it's a long-term game, but it's something that we uh, that we will double down on, um, definitely.
1: Okay. And um, are are you hosted on WordPress, or are you using different platform?
2: Yeah, well, currently we actually just hosted on 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 WordPress. Uh, we are in the process of rewriting the entire site and building it from scratch. But right now we are we are hosted on, on WordPress because it you know that made great sense for us.
1: Initially. And out of curiosity, which domain provider are you using?
2: Um it's a good question. I'm actually not sure. So um, Christian, my co-founder, is a technical, is a technical okay. uh, one of us, and he's <laughs> in charge of that.
1: All right. Um, well, that, that brings us to our second sponsor. So let's take a quick break.
0: Our second sponsor is a company called Bluehost. If you have a business idea and simply want to put it out there, you'll need a domain name and a flexible WordPress site that needs to be hosted on a reliable server. Bluehost is your one-stop shop for all things web hosting. From design and marketing services to -to easy-to-use website builders, they are with you every step of the way. Thanks to their 24-7, 365 days a year, live support, which you can get via chat, phone, and email, and any and all questions you have can be answered in no time at all. Bluehost offers unlimited disk space and bandwidth, an easy-to-use control panel, one-click WordPress installs, and more. Visit bluehost.takingyoutothetop.io today. That's B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T.takingyoutothetop.io. And get a free domain name for the first year. And you'll also get free SSL, security certificate, with any of their affordable hosting packages. Start your entrepreneurial journey with Bluehost today. All right,
1: uh, Soren, to wrap up, uh, what's one thing that you'd like my audience to take away from this interview and where can people get in touch with you after the show?
2: Yeah, so I think one thing to, to take away is, is, is you know, allowing yourself to act in, intuitively. Like at, at least it's something I've benefited from uh, quite a bit and something I try to practice um, more or less every day. Obviously, we come a long way with the, with the, with, with the strategy, but, but, but you know, allowing yourself to act intuitively uh, I think will take us a long way in terms of uh, living and, and, and working a life where we feel that we are you know, doing things authentically. Right. And in terms of uh, in terms of reaching me, obviously you can go to our website teamway.io, or you can mm-hmm. uh, reach me at uh, S O R E N Soren at teamway.io. Perfect.
1: All right, sorry, let's wrap up with the famous five. Are you good to go?
2: Let's uh, let's do it.
1: All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
2: Uh, I don't think I have a particular. Yeah. maybe i do this the one by uh, Yvonne Chenard, uh, let the people go surfing i i do like that uh, quite a bit but i'm also always fascinated by you know by uh, you know biographies of musicians and, and stuff like that i'm always I'm always uh, you know into that as well people who you know f- use their you know passion to to, to take them uh, to to you know do incredible things okay number
1: 2 is there a ceo you're following or studying
2: uh, what, Right now, I'm quite fascinated with uh, GitLab and their CEO, uh, Sid uh, Um They're doing an incredible job of running a 1,400 people, fully remote uh, organization. They are a thought leader on, on, on this, and they share a lot of great collateral. So uh, I'm, I'm quite fascinated with him and uh, and the way they, they run their, their company.
1: Okay. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business other than your own?
2: Mm. I like uh, Confluence a lot for, for documentation. It helps us out quite a bit with all of our processes and making sure that we, you know, that we are all uh, aligned. It saves us a ton of time.
1: Sorry, can you repeat the name again?
2: Confluence.
1: Confluence, okay, yeah. got it. Okay, number four. If you could give your 20-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it
2: be? <laughs> okay, well, what, what, would that, what would that be? It will basically probably be to uh, you know to uh, trust your uh, intuition early on. <laughs> I think that'll be uh, okay. that'll be it.
1: Okay, and number five, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
2: I get uh, anywhere between six to nine hours, uh, depending on the day and the mood. Okay,
1: perfect. Well, Soren, thank you for giving us your time today. It was a pleasure speaking with you and learning about your company. And hopefully a year from now, we could have another call just to get an update on your progress.
2: I would, uh, I would very much like that. Yeah. And thanks for, uh, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Thanks, sorry. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.